It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. from the central florida um area where it's where it's a beautiful fall day i'm i'm imagining the the heat has broke a little bit we've got lisa murphy how you doing lisa thank you i will say to that um so ian was my first hurricane that was the first hurricane i had experienced and let me tell you it has been nothing but beautiful with no humidity since that thing went through here and and you know i i realize that there has been death and destruction in in the path of Hurricane Ian, um, but 100% kind of selfishly, and I realize that probably sounds horrible. The weather has been freaking amazing since that hurricane went through. Um, there, there you have it, listeners. Lisa Murphy's come out as pro-hurricane. <laughs> right. If yeah, if this is what happens afterwards, I'm okay. No, I, I, yeah, I know what you. I, I know what you mean. It's <laughs> like it's like literally it suck. And and the guys here in the house, they they even said when we were all kind of in hurricane prep mode, they're like the the day the day after the storm blows through will be the nicest day you have ever 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 experienced. And sure as shit, after all of the wind and all of the noise and the rain and the flooding and everything. And the next day it was like, poof, not a cloud in the sky, blue, not an ounce of humidity. It was the first day I had not had swamp ass since I moved <laughs> down here. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I didn't mind it at all. <laughs> you didn't mind it at all. I didn't mind well, it good. at all. So, so listeners, last time Lisa and I were together, we we introduced uh, her, her new adopted daughter, Zoe, the, uh, what, what kind of pup is she? She's a pity mix. She's a pity mix. She's a pity um, mix. Looks, what what I've seen uh, from uh, young Zoe is she looks like she's got a lot of energy. So so Kane has a little sister and uh, and last night was her her first night with you and apparently Kane had some problems overnight. <laughs> yeah, Zoe was fine. We put her in her crate and then um, well I had gone up to bed. Pablo went put her in the crate and Pablo put a blanket over it. You know, kind of nice nice and cozy. And, and, nice and cozy. Um, and she like settled down right away, which was good. And then long around two in the morning, um, Kane started in with the, the, the whiny noise at two in the morning that, you know, means more than just, mm-hmm. you know, like something. So I got up and I looked at him and I know, and the fans on. So one of the things that happens this time of year is the dog gets cold. And so if he has wiggled out of his bed, <laughs> well, time, time, his blanket, out, time out, the dog gets cold. Well, this is what I've been told. And okay. so the dog wiggles out of his blanket. And so sometimes this time of year, because the fan is still on, okay. um, 
and he's not under his blanket, you got to get up and put him back under the blanket. So that's what I'm thinking is at two o'clock. So I put him back under his blanket. I'm swearing under my breath. Long around four o'clock, though, I hear it again. And I'm like, Uh that's it. This is crazy. And it's been nothing but diarrhea the rest of the day. (laughs) From the dog. I should clarify. I'm I'm fine. And so at first I was like, okay, is it stress? Is he freaking out? Like, I Mm -hmm. get that, right? You know, there's somebody new here. She wasn't here just for a play date. She's still here, you know. (laughs) She Um, slept over. She slept over. Bad whore. Um. But then also yesterday when I was starting to reinforce, uh, you know, with treats, you know, sit mm-hmm. for, for Zoe, um, I gave some to Kane and I think he actually just had a weird reaction to the treats that I Too was many using. treats over. Yeah. Too many treats or, or some ingredient. Who knows? I don't know. But he, so he's not getting yeah. today. Yeah. So, so that was uh, not a lot of sleep for you or Kane last night. Not a, Not a lot of sleep. Not a lot. So listeners, if you if you would Which like is why I more... hold on. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Ahead. This is why, why I joked with Jeff before we got started. This is why menopause kicks in, because if that's a puppy, imagine if it was a baby, a baby, baby, I'm 52. <laughs> this is why menopause happens. There's nobody at that age should have this <laughs> kind of responsibility. <laughs> Listeners, if you would like more or or less dog and or diarrhea talk in the podcast, call 228-363-6737 and leave us a voicemail and let me know what your what your thoughts are. Um I, yeah, uh, that could that could be that can be kind of tough. So Lisa, I got a topic for you. We didn't we didn't do a lot of show prep about this one, but I want to throw it out to you at you as an idea. So one thing we've we've both been dealing with for for years is we we rant and preach and then and 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 proclaim about the value and importance of play and how there should be more of it in the classroom. Last time we were together we were talking about rough and tumble play and 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 all of this stuff and then and then people start thinking about how to integrate it into their programs and and they struggle right because hey my director isn't onto this or my coworkers or the parents or whatever it is and i've been thinking about how how to make things work in programs more effectively to make that transition from not doing a thing to doing a new thing, whether it's, it's embracing rough and tumble play or, or whether it's kind of um, making, making circle time optional or, or whatever it is across a program. And so one of the things I've been thinking about is, is demonstration projects. And I wanted to get your take on this because, because like, so what I'm talking about is black back in the, back in the day, like uh, Edison, he comes up with his, his electric light bulb and, and other electrical stuff. And he says, Hey, we need houses to be wired with electricity. And, and so the way he, he let people know about that is he did a demonstration project. I think the first one was in, in England. They, they, they lit up just a, they built a small electrical generator and they lit up a, a, a couple houses, a couple buildings and, and it worked well. And then the next one was in New York City, and it was bigger, and it, it lit up a couple blocks of okay. New York City, and, and it, it's it's kind of test driving the the idea, and and this kind of thing is done all over the place with with uh, research and development and new and new products. Uh, uh, the internet was used by uh, by universities and the military for years before the rest of us got our hands on it, and so what I'm thinking programs could take from this is the idea. That instead of instead of embracing rough and tumble play or whatever it is across the whole center, 
with all 145 kids and 32 staff, you smart tiny, you do a demonstration project in, in one classroom for a couple of weeks, or you, you change up the way you do art projects in one classroom for a little while. And, and you demonstrate, you keep track of how things are going and you do that experiment. And then, and then you decide if that's something that can be expanded uh, through the whole program, because I think that's maybe a little bit, it's less overwhelming and it allows everybody kind of to kind of observe and uh, and you move forward. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that and and see see if we could hammer some I, thoughts. I, in 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 no particular order, just how they kind of bullet pointed into my brain. Um, I'm they they used to do demon demonstrative classrooms, demo mm -hmm. classrooms, like at the World's Fair back way 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 back in the day. Like there was a a Montessori room and there was a Waldorf room um, at at various World's Fairs. So I'm thinking of that. Um, I'm also thinking of uh, back in the day, I can't speak to this now, but back in the day, uh, a lot of university childcare centers, preschools, nursery schools were, were labs, lab schools were sure. like the whole idea there was that it was a more of a demonstration room. Um, and then even I think today, um, you know, I've I've taken tours where they're like, oh, and this is the demonstration room. And it's like, oh, and I think that's exactly what you're talking about like this is like where we're trying out the, some new things and then depending on how it goes then it's a place to, to like it's a starting spot but then i think that there's somebody on staff who uh who has a little bit more uh uh how do i want to say like a little bit more uh experience at it so they can serve as a point of reference for the other classrooms as they start to implement it. I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm also thinking that probably to some degree, um, although I'm not sure what anybody would call it, I bet there's videos, right, on YouTube and, you know, of of that kind of a thing where we could watch what that looks like. You know, I'm sure you've been asked, I've been asked how many times through the years? I want to see a video of you doing circle time. You know, I, I want to see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. What does look like with what you're talking about up on stage let me see it yeah yeah and i think it's a great idea so well i mean it's my look you didn't like the barbecue spa idea no i did not uh, like we were together spa. but so look but i like it come yeah every once in a while there's a good one that's what i i keep throwing them out there every once in a while there's a good one um so my 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 concern is though how how best to implement this i think you you hit the nail on the head right there is you you Look, if you got a center and you got uh, you got infants up to school agers and you got uh, half a dozen classrooms or more and a couple hundred kids or a hundred kids going through the building in a day, maybe there's one teacher who is into process art or into rough and tumble play and and that person that's kind of they, they the they become kind of the lead player. And so so why not allow that person to be the demonstrator? Um, and, for and, that and, particular area, right? For but, that, but for that me, area, yeah. Let me add to that. So, so let's say there's five. Just for the sake of conversation, let's say there's five classrooms, and let's say classroom number one, she's process art queen, right? And then mm -hmm. she kind of becomes mentor to the other four. But then in number two, maybe she's block guru, right? And so now she's the mentor. So everybody's getting to play to their strengths, which I think is a fantastic. Sure. I one of the first schools that I worked at, um, they got mad. They were everybody was going through so much flour making play doh because I guess most of the staff just 
just couldn't get it right. And so they kept going through all these supplies. <laughs> and then I came on board. And as it happened, I was really good at making Play-Doh. And they're like, take all of this home and just start making Play-Doh for everybody. Right. We'll pay for it. And I'm like, OK. And Cindy and I did it even when we merged our classrooms. She loved doing circle time and I loved doing art. And I'm like, why are we going to do two circles? That's silly. Play to your strengths. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and so it listeners to this show and I, I hear from listeners like I want to get more more play based in my program, but. And so maybe the way to do that is instead of trying to trying to overnight shift the paradigm for the whole program, talk to the director and and say, hey, I'd like to I'd like to try something out for a a week or a day yeah. or a month in my room. Can I do that? And 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 start from there. If you can and 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 look, um, uh, B.J. Fogg in his in his book Tiny Habits, he talks about when you're when you're changing something, you want to you want to start small because there's there's more it's more likelihood that you're going to be able to stick with it if you if you don't bite off too much at once. And so being able to maybe rough and tumble play uh, once a week in the afternoon at the end of the day. Uh, well supervised, and and if, if that goes, and, and that's a weekly thing for a couple months, and then teachers from other classrooms who are kind of like <gasps> clutching their pearls over the idea of rough from tumble play can kind of peek their heads in, and and you've collected the data over over that month. We've let this go on for for two hours at the end of the day uh, every Friday for the last month, and and nobody's died. Right. And nobody's broke a bone. And, and we, also, we, it doesn't mean that that's what everybody has to do. Right. It's just sure. it's, we've added it too. So if this is something you're wanting to do, it's yeah. here for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that yeah. that one classroom does it. And then the others notice or that that, hey, this is going pretty this is going pretty well. It kind of um, lowers their hackles. Yeah. About, yeah. about that activity and it becomes a little bit easier to embrace. And then maybe that classroom decides, okay, we're going to make this a, a everyday thing in the afternoons for the kids that want it. And then after a while, it is something that is, that is just an option all day long for the kids who need that, right, need that kind of activity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've, and, and the staff, it allows the staff even, even, because even if you're, if you're into <laughs> the possibility of embracing this new thing, and you don't have a lot of experience yourself doing it. These these little demonstration projects of it, these, these little bites, kind of kind of build your um, strengths. They make you feel more powerful. You, I mean, you build the habit of being able to support this new activity, whether it's rough and tumble or process art or whatever it is. And and that made me think. And the dogs, I I don't know what just happened, but I'll keep talking. Um, we can take it out and post. I'll just yell over them. I think it allows, hold on. It allows, it allows the teachers who might've been more hesitant to see that maybe it's not as crazy and chaotic and hectic as what they've made up in their head. I think I like that. The other thing, and this is like taking your idea and just like stretching it to the nth degree is, <clears throat> excuse me, I had to cough is what would it look like if instead of having nine classrooms, those nine rooms were an art room and a block room and a makerspace room, right? And so you have the people whose passion happens to be that particular part of the room. Sure. And like, 
like a whole, you could flip the whole idea of what preschool might actually look like right, right on its head. And again, be playing to everybody's, everybody's strengths. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to do some planning and organizing and thinking when it comes to, uh, to ratios and all that kind of oh, stuff. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. and that's all, that's all, that's all doable stuff. And so I, I think the other benefit of this, of this, this idea is, is that if you have reluctant administrators, uh, it's also a chance or, and re, I mean, and reluctant parents, I suppose, aside from coworkers, it's a chance to help them kind of ease into it as, as well and see, see that, um, that, that, that this thing can happen and be successful. But I think, I think to make it really work, you have to, you have to do some record keeping, you have to do some documentation, uh, keep notes, keep track of things, um, and and it doesn't have to be a big thing like like opening the space up to rough and tumble play. It could just mean allowing the blocks to leave the block area and go to the dramatic play area. Just it doesn't have to be a big thing. It right. could just be these tiny little changes that that, that, that maybe eventually... instead of instead of needing to be rigorous about these toys have to stay here and these toys have to stay there, being able to open things up a little bit more. Or, or and, just and I, giving kids a little bit more power and control in the day, say, that kind of thing. That the little more power, a little more control, and and the adults embracing just a little bit more flexibility, you know. And you know, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think another piece of this, well, what what it really, what what it all is, it's just helping everybody get acclimated to the new to the new thing. Um, rough and tumble play has been going on behind our backs in this program because we ban it. And now we're going to start bringing it out into the open and supporting it. And over, over time, we're going to get acclimated to, yes, this can happen on Friday afternoons for two hours. And then yes, this can happen every day in the afternoon for two hours. And then yes, this can happen every day, all day, because we, we get acclimated to the idea and the process for, for making it work in our specific setting. And, uh, and, and that kind of makes everybody a little bit more comfortable with it because I mean, the whole acclimation thing is a, is a big piece of of life when a new kid comes into a program when a new puppy comes into a household uh whatever it is you've, you've got to everybody's got to kind of get acclimated to that new thing yes like acclimated to the fact i just tripped over the dog bowl because i forgot it was there now <laughs> <laughs> so many bowls and 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 get acclimated to uh, a dual stereo sound of dogs barking, you know, like <laughs> like it, it for reals. I mean, it sounds silly, but it's like wow, you know. Kane has the manners. He has the training. He has the experience. You can mm -hmm. give a command and you're good to go. And it's like, oh shoot, I forgot there was some work involved <laughs> in in uh, in this. There's another one of them. Oh, yeah, and 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 the the other thing these these um these demonstration projects, you might find out something doesn't work. And True. and then you True. have to you 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 ask yourself, okay, it, does that mean this thing doesn't work, or does that mean it doesn't work the way I attempted to do it? And True. and so I think a, a piece of it is if you decide to give this a try, is not being not being too harsh with yourself when you have a a setback, um, and and be willing not to abandon the whole idea right away because it didn't work right because maybe just the way you went about implementing it was the was the problem and so having that kind of um 
that experimenter's willingness to to play with the ideas and and not see mistakes as failures, but see it, see them as information. Yes, very much so. Very much so. That's a that's a piece of it. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll throw it out there, listeners. Hey, listeners, if you uh if you if you have thoughts about this or you decide you're going to give it a try, I'd like to hear about it. Uh, two two eight three six three six seven three seven. The number is in your show notes. You can <coughs> click it or highlight it and click it. Your phone will answer it. I don't think it even. I don't think the number even rings. I think it just goes straight. To, there's not even. You don't even waste your time with time with a ring. I think it goes straight to voicemail. And it, by the way, it's a delightful. It's a devi- delightful voicemail message I've got there for you, listeners. It's gonna. You're gonna. You're just gonna love it. Um, I'm gonna maybe, just start leaving not. really really bad dad jokes. Oh, do it. And I will totally put them into the show. <laughs> I think that would be great. Lisa, Lisa Murphy, dad jokes. I think that I, I could make that into a segment. Um, so any other thoughts on this or, or anything related? No, I, I'm actually curious to see, of, of course, I'm thinking center-based people. Definitely. I think there's, there's room to be like, all right, this might work here. Family mm-hmm. child care people. I think one of the, 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 I don't want to say advantage because I don't want people to think that I'm implying that it's somehow better than, but when you're the boss, right, you own the joint. Sometimes it can be a little easier to try out those new things, to have that like, "Mm, I wonder what, I wonder, I wonder how that would work here. Um, And not needing to have to go through five layers of bureaucracy. I think so. Sometimes there is a little bit of advantage um, or if you're the owner of the center, right, you don't need to go ask for permission. It might be just letting staff know, Hey, this is an idea. I want to start working towards us embracing some different mindsets. And I think this might be a good plan. You know, it's like, it's like signing up for what you want to bring to the potluck, you know? So which one you you want art, you want blocks, you want outdoor rough and tumble what's going on. But, yeah, yeah and, and the like director that. throws it out at staff meeting like, "Hey, we're we're looking at doing this. Any anybody willing to 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 do an experiment?" Yeah, and uh, and 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 then you then you just go from there. And and then as uh, once you the other benefit of doing those demonstration projects is it it helps you kind of figure out what your policies and procedures need to be around that thing. Sure, um, true. Because well, well, I've been delving into policies and procedures. Um, very few of them mention things like play and risk as much as mm-hmm. I I would suspect that they they maybe would. Um, I I looked at one where pizza was mentioned a, about uh, three times more than the word play came up in the in the handbook, um, and that that had me had me concerned because because if we're gonna if we're going to make these things part of our programs, we should have policies and procedures are around them um it should be documented it just makes it easier for everybody to do their job if they know what's expected um but it, and if pizza I, I i mean maybe it was a pizza-based program i don't know but uh that's a it's a whole other topic but hey you know what that, that, you know what that's up. making me think about i, I want to do an episode in the next little bit of time where it's like shit you remember how we used to rip <laughs> like shit we saw on pinterest i want to sure. do an episode where we just do like like weird ass crap related to early childhood that I came across on the internet this week, you know, things that showed up in my feed, then you're just like, want to bang your head against the wall. (laughs) Listeners. If you run into any of those things and want to share them with me, uh, just hit the show notes and you don't have to use the voicemail. You can, you can email me. The contact stuff is there. Um, Let's wrap this one up. So Lisa, have you taken the uh, both dogs for a walk yet? 
uh, uh, multiple ones, one because of the diarrhea um, and two because she's still on a every hour to hour and a half uh -huh. today. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it to two hours today. So this is going to be just perfect. Do you have like the double leash or you no. each on their own or no, I, I was brave yesterday. I've been uh -huh. doing them in separately. Yesterday, I took them out together. One time we made it 85 percent of the loop through the neighborhood. And then he decided to just hump her to death. And and I yeah. got all twisted up in the rope, and I'm like, okay, this might have been yeah. a little premature, but at least I gave it a try. Hey, Lisa, as far as my experience is that humping isn't going to stop. They both, I mean, yeah, Gigi and yeah. Slinky. It's it's usually Gigi doing the humping because she's uh she's the she's the boss around here. Listeners, you probably don't care about that. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Back soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Tip your weight, staff. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.